Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free Posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. You're listening to the Portrait System Podcast. But it's okay to wait, too. Because if you know what you want and you don't have the circumstances right now, then it doesn't mean you'll never do it. Because certainly I've had every obstacle you could have. And I feel like, you know, this has been a lifelong dream and I've had my whole life to get there. Welcome to the Portrait System Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and this show is here to help you succeed in the world of photography and business, to help you learn to become financially free doing what you love and so much more. With over 1 million downloads, countless photographers have taken what they've learned from both our episodes and from theportraitsystem.com, and they have grown their businesses, quit their day jobs, and are designing a life of their dreams. We keep it real and share stories about the ups and downs that come with running a photography business. You'll hear real-life stories of how other photographers run their business, and you'll learn actionable steps that you can take to reach your own goals. Thank you so much for being here, and let's get started. Hey guys, now is your chance to check out all of the incredible photography education we have available for you at theportraitsystem.com. For only $7, you will get access to over 1,000 videos, including pricing, posing, marketing, lighting, sales, inspiring photo shoots, self-value, and more. Yes, you'll get your first month for only $7 when you become a pro member, and you'll get access to the full download library with posing guides and workbooks and so much more. Also, this includes a pricing calculator, a studio startup timeline, our weekly live broadcasts, including Sue Bryce's live talks, access to our private members-only Facebook groups, special discounts on photography products, and so much more. Head over to theportraitsystem.com and enter the code PODCAST7 to get your first month for only $7. That's theportraitsystem.com and enter the code PODCAST7. My guest this week on the Portrait System podcast is Virginia Chavez-Smith. Virginia has experienced quite a bit of adversity in her life, and she shares with us today not only how she has worked on overcoming it, but how she has grown her business in the process. Virginia moved to Hawaii a couple years ago and had to completely start her business over in a new state. She talks about how she made that happen— why she loves working part-time, how she used volunteer work to market herself, and she shares how you can blend your skills of being a photographer to both really help people and to grow your client base. Okay, let's get started with Virginia Chavez-Smith. Hi, Virginia. Welcome to The Portrait System. How are you? I'm so good, Nikki. I'm glad we finally could do this. I know. I know. We've, we've hung out in person a bunch of times at many different events. Like at the Portrait Masters Conference, at Sue's Self Value, the shootout, right? You were at the shoot, the shootout. Yeah, and I remember meeting you at one of the studio, um, in the studio in LA. Yeah. Oh gosh, that was a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So you've been you've been doing this for a while. Yeah. Well, I've been doing photography for a while. I wasn't all the way into Sue's education right away because I was pursuing so many different kinds. I'm real curious and I want to know what everybody's doing. (laughs) You know, I think there are a lot of like, would you consider yourself a serial learner? No. Um, No. 
I'm very specific about my learning. Well, I volunteer for the Palm Springs Solo Festival every year until I oh, moved to oh. Hawaii. And so going to Palm Springs, you're meeting the best, like Mark Seliger and Dan Winters and mm-hmm. some that have already passed, like life photographers, like um, just, it, it was amazing. And then I wanted to learn film, so I took a workshop in film. So it's just specific education on something that I'm lacking. Okay, got it. Okay, that's good. And the reason I ask is I was just curious because sometimes people will invest in a ton of different education and more so because it's like um, like failure to launch. Yes, keeps them from, you know, like, for, yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Exactly. But I'm glad that's not you. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, good. All right, awesome. Now, something I really wanted to touch on today is that you do photography part-time. And so you have a successful part-time photography business. Yes. And I, you know, we have a lot of people in our community who are kind of like, well, I have another job or maybe they don't want to go full-time or they don't know if full-time will be for them or whatever. So I think it's always really good to have people on who do this part-time. Yeah. And it really does depend on charging what you should charge. You can't do it part-time if you're not making very much money. <laughs> it's not mm-hmm. worth it. Mm-hmm. So you have to make industry standard in order to work part-time. Yeah. Now, have you always, you know, been at the point where you're like, I know I need to charge industry standard. So that's what I'm doing right out the gate. Well, I started out doing weddings with my daughter. And so the okay. very first wedding we charged for, we charged $900 in 2010. Oh yeah. So that's pretty cheap. And, but for our very first wedding and then we jumped immediately to the second wedding for $1,500. Okay. And then after three of those, when we knew we had a system and a workflow, then we jumped to about 4500 Oh, okay. Nice. And you're in Hawaii. So I feel like expenses out there are probably a little bit more than the rest of the states, minus maybe San Francisco, Seattle-ish. Well, I started out in California. So I've only been oh, here. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, I've only been here three years. I moved oh. in, and I moved during COVID in 2020 or 2021. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. What brought you to Hawaii? If you don't mind my asking. Well, my husband was looking to retire and he's been wanting to move. He got laid off right before COVID, which was, we thought was a disaster, but it worked out great because once COVID started, if they would have laid him off later, he or if he would have retired later, he would have had a lot less money. But the severance package was big and it worked out. Oh, silver lining. Yeah. And some friends found us this place because we were looking at different states. And mm-hmm. some friends said, No, we want you here. And they found us like the perfect, amazing three acre property with houses on it so we could bring our kids, our adult oh my kids. Goodness. And their families, and it's beautiful, and it's all paid for. <laughs> that sounds incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Now, okay, so, gosh, there's there's even more that is coming up here that I want to talk about. Because, you know, a lot of people experience moving from state to state. And when you have a business in one state, California, and then you move to Hawaii, are you know, it's kind of like starting over again. And it sounds like you had a friend there, but I mean, did you really have a full on network or did you feel like you had to start over? Oh yeah. It's starting over, but I've started over several times. I did weddings with my daughter and then I got really sick. Oh, that's around the time I met Sue. I went to the, um, 
the, what is it called? <laughs> the women's portraiture thing that Creative Live had in Las Vegas with Laura Jade and Sue. Oh, and yes. Lou Freeman. Yeah. And, and so I went there kind of thinking about portraits and I had a great time. I met, you know, I met like Laurie Patrick. I met, um, oh, I can't remember his name, the lighting guy that I love. Um, Felix? Yes, Felix. Felix Jones, yeah. Yeah, I met a lot of people and it was a lot of fun. So it got me started thinking more about portraits while we were doing weddings uh, because I was sick. I had a real hard time at that event. It was great, but I was struggling with my health and I didn't know why. And I didn't find out for a couple of years how bad it was. Oh, man. That's so hard when you're, well, one, to be sick and not know why, but two, to also be a business owner. You know, it's not like we, I mean, we can take sick days, but it's not like the money's still coming in and you know, like that's, that's tricky. That's hard. Yeah. I used to fumble a lot. Um, my daughter, uh, one time I fell in front of a client when we were doing an engagement mm-hmm. session and mm-hmm. my daughter, she didn't know what to say. So she tells the client, well, it's not a great shoot unless my mom falls. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and we just all laughed. I mean, I felt flat on my face. Oh, And so then I went to a promoting passion convention with um, Brooke Shaden and mm-hmm. In front of a hundred people, I passed out. Oh Thankfully, I had a neurological nurse sitting next to me. Uh, went to the hospital, came home, and went to uh, did a bunch of tests and found out I had Lyme disease and lupus. Wow! The lupus I've had since I was young, so I've actually used alternative medicine to take care of that, even though I didn't know what I had. But the Lyme yeah. disease was in my brain. And then wow. three months after that, I got diagnosed with dementia. Oh, my goodness. That's a lot. Like, that's heavy stuff. Yeah, which would freak anybody out. So my daughter, the timing was good for my daughter. She went on her own. She's an elopement photographer with her husband. But for me, uh, it meant recovering from lung disease, mm-hmm. getting rid of that dementia diagnosis. So really doing a lot for my brain, which is possible. I, I can attest to that. And then relearning um, photography. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically starting over. I mean, I've been doing photography since I learned it in 1979 at a workshop in Aspen, Colorado that my dad treated me to. And I loved it. Um, but mm-hmm. I wasn't really, in, in the 70s, if you were a woman and you were a brown woman, you could not break into photography. It was a white mm-hmm. man's world. Mm-hmm. I was told at the camera store to go home, pick fruit, and have babies. Oh, that's lovely. Unbelievable. That was what people said to you in the 70s and early 80s. So I was that momtographer with film. Yeah. Yeah. So I worked with my daughter. Uh, when she asked me to join her in the photography business in 2010, I was so excited because I'd always wanted to be a photographer. and couldn't. And so... Yeah. She made me learn how to use a DSLR. Mm-hmm. And I, so I took like an online workshop in that. And then we shot together. I ran her business and I was her second shooter. Uh, I could do my own side jobs. And mm-hmm. it was a blast. We, My son-in-law, my future son-in-law, became our photo booth operator. Oh, fun. Because we did custom photo booths. I had talked to Mark Seliger at... Palm Springs and asked him, how do you do those Vanity Fair photo shoots? 
I mean, I'd like to do it for weddings, for photo booth, like a portrait booth. And he was so nice and said, oh, they're great. You've got such a great idea. I'm going to have you talk to my technician who does all the lighting and the setup. So I talked uh-huh. to him. Although I don't remember much about what he said because it was the most beautiful human being I'd ever seen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I took over. Yeah, he had one good-looking technician. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I'm old, but I'm not dead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm just, you know, listening to everything you've said so far. You've had to overcome quite a bit. Some serious illnesses moving to another state um you know you've started in weddings so it's not like you had a full-blown portrait business going at that time like lots of moving parts here yeah and it continued to be so for a while i mean so i i had clients so people that we had done weddings for my daughter didn't really want to do family pictures so if anybody came and asked her family pictures I did that I did some headshots so I did work some of it was simple and I may not have had very many clients when I was really sick but Mm I have always photographed every day my daily practice is to photograph something so I'm familiar with my equipment because equipment changes you know and so that that's always been good. I, I stopped for a while to heal. I think I took a year to heal, although I was still taking pictures. Um, I've done a lot of volunteer work where I take pictures of adults with autism. Um, oh, nice. Pictures you can't really show because adults with autism are usually words of the state. So you don't get that permission to show. But it does a lot for people to see themselves mm-hmm. in a photograph as, as the best of who they are when they think, that there's not a whole lot to their life. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I've done different projects. Like uh, I did a project behind the faces of meth for people who are in meth recovery, their families, their children. Oh, yeah, that's intense. Yeah, because I do volunteer work. I've done it since I was a teenager. And so I've always had people to photograph when I couldn't run my business. I love that. I love that because not only does it, is it something that, you know, you feel passionate about and, you're helping others, but it's also giving you that practice and like that, that raw emotion that you're photographing can transfer, that skill can transfer into any type of portraiture, you know, when, when it's for your clients, so that's really, yeah. I, really smart. And especially because you're dealing with people who have to jet be gently drawn out, mm-hmm. which is a lot the same of a woman who may have some hangups about her being photographed, uh, you know, having an autistic person who doesn't make eye contact or has Mm -hmm. to have uh, things a certain way around them or uh, somebody who may not have been sober very long and feels bad about themselves. And Mm -hmm. um, it helps that I love people and I see, I can look at someone and see something in them. I remember telling a, um, a homeless man that he had the most twinkly blue eyes. And he did. And, and I said, oh, your eyes are so happy. And he was listening to music. And then I asked if I could take his picture. And then I took his phone and I took a picture with his phone. And I said, this is what you can share with your family that you have your latest picture. And he said, I haven't had a picture in years. And, and I can't believe this is who I look like. Wow. And that's the... That's what I love about photography is that you can help somebody see the best in themselves. Mm-hmm. You sure can. I love that. 
What a great story. Now, when I met you, you know, several years ago, and even, gosh, not too long ago, when you were saying that it's like there was, there was still something that you didn't, you, you felt like there was still something in the way, like success was still not quite there for you. You were still reaching for it. But now things have shifted. And yeah. now you're feeling like, okay, I've got some success. Yeah. What, what changed, like what happened from when I, you know, you told me that a couple of years ago up until now. Uh, well, more stuff happened. So between 2019 and 2020, I lost my mother, my mm-hmm. best friend, my father, and my son. Oh, my God. And I lost my son to suicide. Oh so God. we did therapy as a family. Mm-hmm. And the self-value program from Sue Price is like a follow-up to all of that. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, my therapist told me that I had um, undiagnosed PTSD. I, I can imagine. Yeah. It's a lot. Because I was still carrying some baggage from a really horrific childhood. I mean, my, I grew up with an autistic mother and a drug addictive father. So once, and they left that, but it, I didn't realize. I thought, oh, they left it when I was 14, 15. So everything's better. But I was still carrying the weight of that. So when my son took his life and we saw the weight of his own trauma on him, Mm. it was kind of a trigger. But I think triggers are important as notices. This is now something you need to take care of. Um, And I think that feeling good about yourself Mm. in every possible way. I mean, I've always liked people and I'm positive around people, but now I'm positive about me and I like me. I love me. And I can tell a difference. It's magnetic. I can tell the difference the way people respond to me. Even though I could be confident, it was still that that little piece, I think, that kept me from totally connecting with people. Yeah. So, you know, just listening to everything, I mean, you've gone through what most people don't go through in a lifetime, you know, in the last few years. And... I just, I, I, what I really love is that as devastating as all of this is, you turned it into how do I, you know, heal? How do I learn? How do I grow? You know, and I, and I can imagine that there were days when you were just like, I can't, you know, I'm sure there were days that were much harder than others. Well, let me, I can tell you this. I mean, one of the, one of the things, like my parents are in their 80s, so that was expected. I mean, my mother had yeah. it. It sounds weird, but she had the death she dreamed of. She had her leopard blanket. She had her chandelier over her head. I mean, she she had had like a stroke kind of thing and died 10 days later. But, you know, she had her family around her. She had the smell mm-hmm. of meals and everyone, you know, being together. Yeah. And my son was harder, but even talking to him before he died, he said, Mom, I want you to be happy, and I, I, I'm so happy to see that you're pursuing your dreams. That's such a good example. And I think about those conversations, and I, I feel like I have had this dream of being a photographer since 1979, mm-hmm. and so I, I have to do it. I, I did stop taking pictures uh, the year after my son died. I just couldn't even pick up my camera. And I'd always picked it up every day. I couldn't. Uh, I had to heal. 
that was a big heel. Um, yeah. And the thing is, is we had just moved to Hawaii. We moved here a month after he died. Um, there's no better place to heal <laughs> than mm -hmm. in a rainforest with a giant sky and the stars at night. Because, you know, in California, you don't really see the stars. And here, when there was a lunar yeah. eclipse, it was unbelievable to sit mm -hmm. and watch it like I was sitting at the feet of God. Hmm. Amazing. Oh, I'm sure that was absolutely incredible. It is amazing how certain things like that can really contribute to healing, you know, mentally, emotionally, you know, such as nature. Yes. You know, and, and especially if you don't know you're missing it. Yeah, it's pretty remarkable. We obviously all have our life path and things that lift us up. And it sounds like you have gotten to be really in touch with what you need to lift you up, you know, and between therapy and nature and holistic healing and, you know, just some other things. It's like, if we are not in a good place, if we are not valuing ourselves, it's going to reflect in our business. Yeah. And now that you have really, you know, taken so many steps towards your own self, like well-being, look at how your business thrives. It's pretty, I mean, it's pretty remarkable. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, this last week I got to go shoot where I've been wanting to shoot for a long time. Um, it's called the Red Road here on the big island of Hawaii. It's a kind of a secret spot because tourists don't want to go out of the way. They want to go like somewhere that's on the way to somewhere else. And and this you have to make a specific trip for. It's kind of like Maui's Road to Hana, but it's shorter. And it has okay. a lot. It has lava beds, it has the ocean, it has a wild ocean. It has these ponds um, right next to the ocean uh, where you can lay someone down in a beautiful gown. And it has mm -hmm. forests, it's called the mahogany forest where these tangle of beautiful trees are. And I feel like I get to shoot here. My studio is indoors, it's outdoors. And so I'm getting ready to introduce this work as a um, limited edition portrait special. Awesome. That's very cool. Okay. So just get, I want to come back to this, but give a brief snapshot to what your business looks like today. Like how often are you shooting clients and do you know your average sale and what type of shoots are you doing? So I do portraits and branding. So my business is called Big Island Portraits and Branding. I love portraits, but I love small businesses and supporting small businesses. Mm -hmm. uh, and I coach um, small businesses on how to use the imagery. Cool. So I have these packages for branding. Uh, so I do one branding client a month and one portrait client a month. And then I do volunteer work where I do portraits for um local charities or whatever project is interesting to me. Um, in 2020, I had a big projects going on. I had a studio that was going to open up. I had gallery shows that were going to happen, but it was all going to happen March 28th of 2020. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so it didn't happen. And then the world shut down. Yes. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. yes. And Hawaii shut down longer than anywhere else. Oh um, man, yeah, so that's hard. I'm, that's what I'm aiming for again. Uh, is yeah, I have two clients a month, and then I have goals ahead for gallery shows. You know, for income that I can earn without, you know, having to do so much work. I forgot with the passive income. Yeah, but having two clients a month, 
they feel special. It's limited edition. And that means, so for my Red Road, the one I'm planning, it's $750 for the session fee uh, to do that. And I don't do, they haven't found the makeup artist yet. So it's just wardrobe. I have a really large wardrobe. I like making things. I make dresses out of curtains. I make, I can know how to do the uh, Hawaiian haku lace, the hair wreaths. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a friend who does beautiful lace. So I make big chunky jewelry uh, for the convention. I had some jewelry on Johnny Edwards, big chunky turquoise. Oh, fun. And styled him a little with a succulent on his head. So <laughs> awesome. At the Portrait Masters Conference? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Very cool. Well, okay. So you do the two shoots a month. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I know you have your red robe thing coming up next, but speak to what you've been what you've been doing. So do you know your average sale at this point? Yeah, twenty five hundred. Wow. That's yeah. great. So yeah. and I, I'm looking to bump that up. Now with branding clients, I've just been doing beginning businesses, but I'd like to work with bigger businesses. And I know that one of the big resort hotels is looking for um, a photographer that they want to hire local instead of importing people. I'm just mm-hmm. preparing my portfolio for that. And then next month I had a client where she designs bed linens. And so I'm shooting her next month. All her. Oh, so when I shoot branding, it's not just the branding pictures of the people. It's mm-hmm. also what they do. And yeah. I, I also like to show the behind the scenes of how they do it. I am a fast shooter. So usually those sessions really don't take that long. Mm-hmm. Just as long as the portrait session. Yeah, that's great. Now, I know starting over from California to Hawaii, how did, how are you marketing yourself? Like how, how did you get these clients in your door? Well, right away, I jumped into volunteer work. Okay. So, and I have a circle and then I have, I have a faith-based life. So right away, I'm meeting people there. They were very opening and welcoming to me. And then I joined a networking group, a women's networking group here for the island of Hawaii. And they, so I joined a, a women's networking group in California before I left. And I, what I found is the support is amazing. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to help each other's success be successful. And then women have their own unique problems in business. And because uh, before I was a photographer, I was in the antique business, managing antique malls, um, appraising, coaching small businesses, that I could take those skills into the networking group and have mm-hmm. something to offer. Mm-hmm. And so that makes connections. And so that's how I've been getting the small businesses starting out. Yeah. Yeah. So I do a lot of Meeting people in person and then sending them to my website. Okay. So Instagram, I did start TikTok just because it, it was fun to make little videos of my shoots and put them on. But in the networking group, they have an education site. So this year I did the education site with them. And there's it's about business, the business of business. Uh, they had somebody to teach us LinkedIn and someone to teach us social media and emails and all these things. So now... I thought, okay, let's get back to Instagram and have a plan. Uh, so there, it helps with it, with a networking group to have these experts come in and then they help you with that. Mm-hmm. Well, networking's a big deal because when I meet people, and I meet people. So I met a lady, I was at the Orchid. This is called the Orchid Island. So I was at the Orchid shop looking at all these crazy weird orchids. And um, a lady had blue hair. And I said, oh, 
are you an artist? Because that hair, she was like blue with like a little bit of green woven in. And it was My very- mom has blue hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she always has, well, that's 20 years. Yeah. So she was like the older Japanese woman, uh, which it just seemed unexpected for me to see her with blue hair and this flowing kimono. And I mm-hmm. asked her if she was an artist and she was. And we got to talking and then uh, told her, I. she asked me, oh, you must be creative because you noticed and I told her I was a photographer and so we've now connected and that and I send people to my website I give them my business card and that's really how I get my clients yeah I love this it's just it goes back to what I always say is how important networking is whether it's through volunteering or through networking groups or from someone on the street or with other businesses I mean there's so many ways to do it you know, and you can dabble in different ways. Like it sounds like you totally did. And, you know, especially if you're moving to a new state, I mean, the good part is, is you already knew how to shoot. You already had your portfolio built for the most part. You know, I mean, obviously you wanted to incorporate some things in Hawaii, but you know, you knew what you're doing. You had a website. It's like, you just got to get yourself out there. That's like the most important piece. Yeah, it really is. And it's more for me. I think of it as connecting more than networking. I know. For me, it's just connecting. I, I mm-hmm. connect with people. And like you said, because I'm feeling better, I'm feeling better health-wise, which makes you appreciate when you've been through all of that, makes you appreciate what you have. You know, yeah. that I have health again. And I have plenty of time to do the things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think about people when I see them, because of my volunteer work, I have empathy for, for people. And it's easy for me to talk to people. Yeah. Yeah. Now for people out there who, because we hear this a lot, Virginia, you know this, where it's like, I have a job where, when am I going to build my business or, you know, life is busy or having kids or um, another full career. Like so many things can get in the way. We have to give ourselves time. And, and even like, I know volunteering for you is like a part-time job. So you put your part-time job you know, of volunteering and then your part-time job is photography, it equals a full-time job. You know, I guess my point is, is for people out there, if you have a job or if you have a part-time job and you, like, you you have to make time for your business. You have to, or, or it's never going to grow. Yeah. And if that's not in the cards for you, like if you can't find a couple hours or more a week to put towards growing your business, maybe it's not in the cards for you right now and that's okay. But if you yeah, truly exactly. want to do it, you have to find some sort of time and you have to know what it looks like yeah. i liked that that when sue talked about manifest section i think yeah. i've been doing that all my life i yeah. think because i had a difficult childhood i dreamed of what my life would look like when i got bigger yeah and if oh. i do that all the time mm-hmm. through any difficulty uh, what does it look like later on and so i imagined the business I wanted. I even imagined where I'm at. I I, I imagined um, I took a, a workshop on uh, writing down your dreams in every detail. So, what does it look like in the morning? What are you wearing? What are you eating for breakfast? Or what yeah. are your plans for the day? What does your room look like? And it's because you have to give yourself something to aim for, so that even and you review it and review it because your mind automatically heads that way. And I know how hard it is. I worked with kids. I wish that I didn't work so hard because <laughs> I was kind of a workaholic and I loved the antique business and I worked way too hard. But 
you do have to know what does your life look like working and trying to fit in photography and fitting in your family? What does that look like? Because if you know what it looks like, you'll know how to schedule your time. And yeah, I have to do that with my volunteer work. I have to do that with my, the things, uh, you know, we have three acres. It's uh, not that I do that much work on the property. Uh, I like to decorate and I like to cook. So we have big parties. We've already had two parties with about a hundred to 125 people. Wow. That is a big party. Yeah. I have people for dinner. We like to decorate. We had a disco party. We lined our warehouse in um, sequins and tinsel. Oh my God. That's awesome. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, it was awesome. But you bring up a good point about knowing what 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 it looks like. And in I know you reference manifest action. And I just want for people who are listening, that is a video on the portrait system. So if you're a member of the portrait system, our website, portraitsystem.com, manifest action is on there. That's one of my favorite power talks that Sue has ever done. So I'm glad you brought that up. I it's it's definitely uh it's a good one. But yeah, it, like you said, you know, just kind of defining what it is that you want or what it is that you don't want. You know, if you're not sure what you want yet, what is it that you don't want? And and just keep, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to try and regurgitate. But it's okay to wait too. Because if you know what you want yeah, exactly. and you don't yeah. have the circumstances right now, then yeah. it's okay to still have, it doesn't mean you'll never do it. Because yeah. certainly I've had every obstacle you could have. Right. right. <laughs> and and yeah. I feel like, you know, this has been a lifelong dream and I've had my whole life to get there. And just even when it wasn't like the perfect version of it. So even, even, uh, when I was at the portrait masters conference, I had spent it a month in Arizona because I was still having a hard time, a, a little remnant of brain issues. So I had my brain scanned and they added a new supplement, which was like another step up, uh, because I noticed I had, um, put in some images for the portrait masters accreditation and awards. And mm -hmm. I did not submit good images. Uh, but here's the thing. I don't beat myself up because I thought, well, one of those images got in the newspaper, but it didn't make an, any good enough points, but that's okay because I'm in this for the long haul. And that for me is just because I need the SEO of being on the list you know, hmm. if something doesn't work out, it's not a disaster. It's okay. Because I know what my plan is ahead of me. Yeah. It's a really great attitude to have. It is. Because there are going to be times when we're going to fall and we're not going to get the score we want or the client we want. But if we can just keep pushing forward and try and learn from that in any way, shape or form. That's that everything in life. Like, oh, yeah, I know. It's a secret to life. It really is. Yeah, it is. I, yeah. I spoke at um, Rick Shane's Promoting Passion Convention a couple of years ago. And what I spoke about was hope. That all, if you hope in your dreams, if you hope in your the possibilities, mm -hmm. you'll get there. And I'm proof of it. Yeah. And that's not to say it's not okay to feel. You know, when these things happen, especially some of the real traumatic things you've experienced, I mean, of course. Or, or even if it is something like not getting the client or whatever, like it's okay to be pissed off yeah. or sad about it, you know, and allow yourself to feel it. I'm not saying don't, but what's your next step from there? Like give you that, give yourself a little bit of time to feel that, you know, client didn't book me <laughs> exactly. pity party, and then move on, you know. But the, our nervous system needs that. 
I've been studying a lot about the nervous system and the vagus nerve. And it's like our nervous system needs to cry when it needs to cry. When you, you heal with, with tears. My son deserved every tear I, I shed for him. So did my best friend. And so I feel my feelings and if I'm mad, I get mad. But then I, I think, what is it? What's my dream still? I have my dream still. And this is it going to take away what I want to do with my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially like with the death aspect. I mean, I can only speak to losing my, you know, my dad and my best friend and uh, another best friend and my grandparents, you know, I try to honor them by continuing to live my dreams and to love every birthday and just do the best I can to live a full life while I'm here. Cause they don't get to do that. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, that's why a lot of my volunteer work is making a difference for other people because other people don't have the facilities mm-hmm. to move past those things. And so yeah. that's a lot of my work is, is it's, it's the same with photography. It's kind of like a mirror of each other is helping people to feel better about their future and their lives and who they are, what they look like, uh, how yeah. they, and then once they see themselves like, Oh, that's what I look like, or that's who I am they move forward to the world more positively. Yeah. We have a lot of listeners out there who are teachers, nurses, social workers, you know, in the helping profession. And a lot of people who are burned out from it and who want to do photography. And I think sometimes, you know, because I tell my story about how I was a social worker and then I started a nonprofit helping um, advocate for autism, advocacy and education for autism, people with autism in developing countries and helping, um, in different countries. Anyway, it's obviously ingrained in people who go into a helping profession that you want to help. And I remember when I kind of decided I was so burned out, I was like done helping people. And I remember kind of feeling like a little bit of grief for moving away from that part of me. But what I realized in the meantime, it took me a couple years to even want to do any volunteer work. I'll be honest, like it took me a couple (laughs) years. But once I kind of got back into it again and really, you know, I have my certain charities that I donate to or I do photography for and philanthropic projects or whatever. So for the people out there who are listening, if you're struggling with losing that identity or if you're feeling just so burned out and you're like, I don't want to help another person in my life, like it's okay. All of those feelings are super normal. And then you get to be that helping person again, however you want it to look. Like, however you do it, Virginia, you do it a different, little bit differently than how I do it or whatever. But I don't know. I just wanted to say that for people out there listening. Like, I know it's our identity sometimes, but there is a way through photography that you can still be that kind of helping person, I guess. And it's kind of like one of those triggers I talked about, triggers something about I- identity. And really, what is our identity? Is it what we do? Yeah. Or is it who we are? Who we are yeah. is not what we do. Yeah. And I think it's separating that, that you can be a giving, compassionate person who wants to help other people. It doesn't, it can be in a different form. And it's okay mm-hmm. that you move through life. I mean, I've done a lot of jobs. Um, yeah. It has helped my creativity with my photography. So I've done catering and wedding planning and florals and designing dresses when I was 18 for a bridal shop. And all these things have given me yeah. the skills I use in photography now. But none of those skills are who I am. Mm-hmm. They, they tell of a person who's curious and creative. 
And that's who I am. Not, I'm not a seamstress. I'm not a florist. Even the photographer, that's not my identity. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It really does. Because I think we kind of, you know, we transition through a lot of different things that we do. Most people, I think, you know, I mean, some people stay in one career or whatever, but we'll pick up a new hobby or something. And yeah, you're exactly right. It, it's, we are who we are at the core. And the things that yes. we do are just kind of like little bonuses to our self. Yeah. And if we can do what we love to earn the income that we would like to make, um, that's, you know, we take all our skills of who we are to, to do that work that mm-hmm. we love. And mm-hmm. for us here, it's photography. We do that and mm-hmm. we love it for many different reasons. Uh, although most photographers enjoy connecting with people, helping them feel better about themselves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the, and of course the creativity part of it. Although I will, I guess I would say like, I think the creativity part for me is strong. It's high. Obviously I wouldn't do this for a living and some of the other things that I like to do, but you're right. For me, it's the connection. It's the helping part of it. Would you say that yours is more of creativity or more of helping people a little bit of both? You know, it does one <laughs> seem to rank higher. It, it's a lot of parts. Like I love preparing an outfit. Um, I love making things. I love making headpieces. I love designing the dresses. I love thinking about the client and how do you want to be photographed and how do you see yourself as a person and taking their personality and making it part of the styling and location. Uh, and then I'm connecting with the person as I do, uh, listening to the things that maybe they don't feel so good about that maybe I can lift them up. I love my camera. <laughs> I just love when the light is good. I get so excited. It's just a Mm -hmm. lot of pieces that go to what I do. Yeah. 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 I feel like there's a combination of this in all of us as photographers. You know, I don't think we would be portrait photographers if we just didn't enjoy being around people. Not that I think we don't need downtime from people because I love to be alone. (laughs) Love my alone time. Oh, me too. Yeah. I love my office so much, mm-hmm. my, little, mm-hmm. my little space, because this office here has artwork from my mom, artwork I collected. Um, that was the hard thing for me as a photographer is I collected art. And to hang a picture on the wall was like laughs to me, like, oh, that's not decorative. Um, now I, I see it differently, but I think that's why I like epic portraits in beautiful places or creating um, a fantasy because it's more like art to me than a, a yeah. standard portrait. So you had mentioned before, let's just quick talk about pricing because we haven't talked about that yet. And you said your average sales average is 2,500. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Does that include a session fee? Is that packages? Is it all a cart? Will you just kind of walk us through your pricing? Oh yeah. So the session fee is $425. Okay. And then a usual consultation. Like I said, I don't have a makeup artist. I'll send them to, um, we have a Macy's that has a makeup counter. They don't know how to do their makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, usually I can do those things if I have to. And I've had to a couple of times. And then I include one eight by 10 with that. Okay. For the 425. Yeah. I'm kind of thinking I need to do some kind of credit towards a package or something, but, um, but it's always been. And so my packages run, um, 10 images for, well, it's uh, 10 images for 2,500, 20 for 4,000, 30 for 6,500. Okay. 
And once I get, I know when I get a terse that comes in that's high end, I'll get that. For the local people, it's very expensive to live here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Hawaii was hard hit by COVID. People are just now opening businesses again. Wow. This yeah. year. At the beginning of this yeah. year, restaurants started opening again for local people. There's not many places to shop, so everything's very expensive. Uh, yeah. Although on the mainland, everything's expensive. When I hear what California gas prices are, California gas is more expensive than Hawaii's. Arizona's expensive. It used to be so cheap. <laughs> I know. Things have changed quite a bit. So, okay. So it sounds like people are purchasing your... My lowest package. Lowest, yeah, your lowest and sometimes middle. Yeah. And just kind of, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So if you were to try and get people to push, let's talk about that, like getting you to push people more towards that middle package, you're thinking about offering maybe some print credit or something in that session fee? Yeah. Yeah. And so so that's why I have ahead of me this limited edition portraits to see how it works. So I'm, because the um, the really epic views are only 20 minutes from my house. So we can start in the studio, go to along this road that has all these epic views, do that. So that's a $750 uh, session fee with a $500 print credit. Okay. And um, I think that because it's so, so unbelievably beautiful there, uh, I can definitely get a higher price range because that is a luxury that's definitely a luxury location. Yeah. Well, and, you know, if you don't mind give me giving a suggestion about your pricing, I, I wonder if maybe you lowered, I, I know you said your smallest package is 10. Like, what if you drop that down to like six or five or something? Because maybe people are thinking, oh, well, I, I don't need more than 10. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And then your middle package is like the 12. Yeah. Like 10 or 12. Or, and then your big pack. I don't know. Just an idea. Because people really have a hard time only selecting, because mine's 5, 10, 20. They really have a hard time selecting five. So it pretty almost always goes up to that. And that's why, that's why I'm moving into the location center nearby. I even have a couple locations five minutes away. And we're building a house right now, a bamboo house. And eventually, you know, the, the outdoor, indoor studio will be more of a thing. And of course, then I'm that's why I'm starting with this limited edition portrait session to move myself up into that higher range. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you have to let us know how all of that goes. It sounds like it's going to be incredible, especially with all the things that you make and yeah, the styling and the location. Oh, I'll have to follow along. It's going to be so beautiful. Yeah. It, it takes a while. And it's funny. It takes a while to get people to come along with your vision, you know, cause you have to have people first to go with you to those places. And so um, now I have that. I have a couple of women that I've met that are like my height women. (laughs) So I took them to the red road last week and we photographed along the road. And so that I have that because to get, you know, you have to build your portfolio for new locations. All my work is desert. Right. Right. So now it's, I have to show the jungle and the ocean. So I live in the rainforest. <laughs> the tourist side is the resorts is like, it, to me, it's like California sandy beaches. So I'm not interested in shooting there. And there's a lot of great inexpensive photographers who shoot families on the beach or girls on the beach. But my right. side of the island is wild and lava beds because I live on the volcanic side of the island or the active oh, cool. volcanic side of the island. So... I have unique locations that are rare in the world. Mm-hmm. I want to take advantage of that. And, yeah, absolutely. 
that'll get me, uh, and still, you know, limited dishes. I may take three clients a month if, if mm-hmm. it works out. Yeah. That's exciting. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing all of this. This has been really great. You know, obviously you've been through a hell of a lot and here you are kind of doing better than ever with your business. And it just sounds like health wise and everything. So yeah, that's, I'm excited for you. I'm proud of you. And thank you. Awesome. Yeah. I do have a couple more questions that I always ask at the end of each episode. And the first one is what is something you can't live without when you're doing a photo shoot? Um, a backup system. Oh, smart. I always have a plan. I mean, I've, I've been around, but really a backup system because I've learned the hard way. You can't trust a hard drive. I have solid state hard drives now, but every single hard drive I've ever had has failed. I know oh how to gosh, it's bad luck. <laughs> I, I, well, not every single, I'm not, that's not true. I just have had so many though. I have four that yeah. never have failed, but I've had I, a couple fail. Yeah. I know how to recover them. Um, so I learned how to do that, but it's better to have a system. Um, and it's setting my backup online backup system is the craziest thing. I use Flickr because it's $75 for unlimited pictures for, and I can find wherever I am in the world. I can say, Hey, you want to see my pictures? What's it called? What's the, the Flickr? Um, oh, Flickr. Yeah. I use Dropbox. <laughs> Similar. <laughs> and I have um, Dropbox, but Flickr, I can put whole albums in and it's easier for me to show my work when I'm talking to someone. While we're on the topic of hard drives, ever since I switched over to, um, let's see, it's a Samsung. I posted this in my group. We talked about this and someone said they did have one of these fails. So who knows? But the Samsung T7 uh, portable SSD. Yeah, that's what I have. Yeah. Okay. I, I, ever since I switched to that, and I have a backup of my, you know, current current yeah, one backup of your of your hard drive. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't had anything fail. Yeah, I haven't either. So, yeah. So hopefully that's uh, that's a winner. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't have the system. Okay. I'm so not techie. Oh my gosh. I'm gonna embarrass myself here. But the ones that have like the something spinning inside of it. Yeah. Solid state. So it's basically the same technology as the old thumb drives or flash drives. No yeah. moving parts because that's the yeah. thing that this is that failed on the old hard drives was the spinning part. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if you can see this. If anyone's watching, if we have this on this episode on YouTube or whatever. Yes, exactly. And I just, my backup is blue, just like that. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So I have my website um, assets are on red. My, um, Backup is gray and my backup of my backup is blue. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Awesome. All right. Uh, number two is how do you spend your time when you're not working other than volunteering? Because I know you already talked about that. Yeah, um, I hang out with friends. Uh, we plan parties. I have, My family lives on the property. Um, I visit my daughter in Tucson twice a year. And we have uh, we have pigs. So we have two cootie cootie pigs. And so oh, chicken. I love that. You have chickens too. Yeah, but they're free range. Although they, yeah, they have, we want to keep them off the porch. So we may have to build them a, a cottage. Yeah, we're trying to keep ours out of the garage. My husband's like, if I find more chicken shit in the garage, I mean, he loves the chickens. <laughs> it's just like, oh my God, like the amount they, of time. They, I know. They're, they're getting it now. They're starting to yeah. not be in the garage. But I'm like, you have 10 acres to roam, girls. Stay out exactly. of the garage, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they poop a lot. Um, the pigs, the pigs, I yell at them, pigs will not poop where they eat. 
chickens will. Uh, yes, they absolutely will. Oh, and houseplants. <laughs> oh, oh, I see them behind you. Uh, well, you think that I live in a jungle, but I would would I need house because you know basically houseplants are what grows in that jungle in Hawaii. But um, and orchids, I I used to hate orchids, but now I like them. So see, so yeah, I have my yeah, awesome, beautiful. All right, number three is what is a photography type product that you would recommend to everyone? You know, obviously you talked about the hard drives, but anything else? No, I'm not a gear person. Uh, oh, I do like the new Cellulite because, um, well, I was going to take it to shoot in some lava caves, but one of them, the one I was going to do caved in. So, but because uh, the jungle's dark. And so I like, so I want to get the head that's for underwater. Oh, yeah. But I like that they're water resistant because I take them near the ocean and I just have to wipe them really good because salt water air yeah. is yeah. corrosive. Yeah. But yeah, I do like, and I want the new Cellulite that has flash. Uh, and then somebody just showed you could use glass shells and I thought oh that's cool nice awesome all right number four is what would you tell people who are just starting out Virginia oh Ira Glass has a saying about you you start out having taste but you have to work towards that and he has another quote I love you will be fierce you'll be fearless you will make work you know in your heart is not as good as you want it to be it's Mm. good Take a while. It's normal to take a while. You just got to fight your way through. Isn't that the truth? I love it. Well, thank you. Where can people find you online? At BigIslandPortraitsAndBranding.com. And I have the same um, for all across social media. And I have yeah. a, food, a food site because some of my branding is doing restaurants and food trucks. So, I, And I like to cook. So I put all my food on Modern Vintage Table you on Instagram. Are a woman of- Many talents. I love it. Well, I lived a while. I'm no spring chicken. (laughs) I mean, you don't look like, like, you're acting like you're like, I don't know. There's no way you're as old as you are. I'm almost 70. Okay. I was trying to ask you without asking. No, I know. I know. I know. You're like 55. (laughs) I mean, really only because your hair is all silver. Yeah. You know, but I would, I'm never in a million years would have guessed you were 70. And I've met you in person multiple times. Oh, yeah. So it's not like it's just a filtered photo or something. Like you truly look very young. Yeah. Awesome. I'm going to be you when I grow up then. (laughs) Good. (laughs) All right, my dear. I hope to see you at our next conference in March in Las Vegas. Hopefully you'll be there. And if not, I don't know. Yeah, I just, yeah. I'm not a big, I decided, I loved the conference. But I uh, was sensory overload. And it is, yeah. I think I just like smaller education mm-hmm. things. Uh, but I do like WPI for looking around at things. So I will hunt yeah, you down and give you a hug. Yes, please do. Always. <laughs> okay. All right. I will see you soon, whether it's online or in person. And yeah, thank you. This was great. Oh, it was. Thank you so much for including me. Thank you so much for listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? I also encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com where you can find all of the education you need to be a successful photographer. There are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 90-day startup challenge, plus so many downloads showing hundreds of different poses, 
We have to-do checklists for your business, lighting PDFs, I mean truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com. 